episode of What More Can I Say, a Skater Boy fancast. I'm Sopper Kojus. And I am May. I feel like I've been really copping out with saying fun stuff about my name, but I've been very tired. Again, you gotta, you gotta give us something. <laughs> it was one thing, okay, you were sick. Well, May backward is yam. And uh, one time someone introduced himself to me by saying, oh, you're May, right? And I said, yes, I don't know you, hello. And he said, ah, your name backward is Yam. And he <laughs> walked away. <laughs> just left, just said yep. it and left. Yeah, not, and then like significantly later, I met him again in a social setting. And he mm-hmm. said, oh yeah, and I realized that if you mix it around, it's Amy. So that's three things my name could be. So your name is May Yam Amy? Pretty much. Well, you're listening to Sabra and Mayam Amy, and today we are talking <laughs> about he's like so whatever Avril's relationships. Uh, um, if you didn't get it, he's like so whatever is almost a reference to her song Girlfriend, where the line is she's like so whatever. If you didn't get that, then I think you're listening to the wrong podcast. Yeah, it's very, and now you're trying very to exit. weird that you're here if you didn't get that <laughs> reference. I mean, in our defense, one of our listeners is uh, Matt, who I don't know that he's ever listened to an Avril Lavigne song. Um, Actually, he did text me to tell me that Avril had a new song out. So he's up to date in some way, but I don't know that he's necessarily listened to Girlfriend. As long as you, you have to do one or the other. I mean, obviously you can do both if you want to go above and beyond the call of duty. (laughs) But you have to either know some Avril Lavigne songs or at least currently know what she's doing. Yeah. Uh, We're going to start this episode by uh, having May give a little bit of a redaction. Yeah. An addendum, perhaps, to a prior episode. Mm -hmm. Okay. I said two episodes ago that our former guest and possible skater boy Noah was, uh, I believe the words I used were a stand-up guy or something along those lines. Um, Sounds about right. mm, Less true, perhaps now. Less, maybe yeah, I... not so much. <laughs> I think that's so... less. <laughs> Ta- you take it from here, Sabra. <laughs> if you've been following along, which, uh, why wouldn't you be? The um, podcast within the podcast. The sort of underlying plot. The through line of the podcast. Um, in episode five of season one, we introduce uh, the concept of... The concept. The concept. He's not a man. He's an idea. <laughs> For all we know, he is only an idea because, again, he did not come to see me. Okay, so story is I talk about Noah in season one, how we didn't date in high school, but I liked him. He liked me. A few episodes later, uh, we have him on the podcast. It was the first time he and I had talked in seven years. And uh, he, if you remember, audience, he totally flirted with me on the podcast. Yeah, we weren't, um, we weren't misreading that. Come on, guys. No, like very obviously. So <laughs> he and I start talking after the podcast. We talk a lot. He's like very into me, like very quickly, um, which is like not honestly something I normally like. I find it kind of off-putting. But in this case, I've not been flirted with in a really fucking long time, give or take two and a half years. So <laughs> what? it's the fault of the pandemic. You've been in the um, house. Who was gonna flirt with you in your house? Well, my roommate was by. She could have flirted with me. Yeah, honestly, that's a great point, and tell her to get it together. I will. So, <laughs> also, it's not just the pandemic. Like, I don't have much luck in this area of my life, anyway. But 
Noah and I were talking. It was kind of exciting. Like, he really liked me. He wanted to talk way more than I actually wanted to talk. Like, every day he was texting me. Um, but it was also, like, kind of fun, like, learning things about this person who is so different than me. And, uh, it was just nice to be liked. So, if we remember also on the podcast, I think he tried to get me to come to Michigan to see him. And I was like, no. And May is nodding. So instead, I actually convinced him to come to New York for a weekend, like 36 hours to come to see me. And he bought the ticket. He was like ready to come. Uh, the week that he is supposed to come visit me, uh, we talk on Monday. And then later that night, I end up in the emergency room because I can't pee. Yeah, that happens. <laughs> it doesn't happen. That's why I went to the emergency room. It happens sometimes and then people end up in the emergency <laughs> yeah. room. You're not the first person to go to the emergency room for that reason. Well, yeah, but still. Uh, so I go to the emergency room. I don't tell Noah. I'm like, it's fine. I will get better. Thursday rolls around, I meet with my primary care doctor and she's like, I need you to go back to the emergency room because I think you might have a kidney infection. So I was like, okay, so I go back to the emergency room. I'm there like for eight hours. They don't let me eat, so I haven't eaten in like 24 hours. Uh, they tell me there's no infection, which was false. I mean, it wasn't actually false, but there was no way for them to actually know if I had an infection because I was already on antibiotics from the first emergency room visit, and so that creates a false negative no matter what. So anyway, Noah texts me, and he's, it's this is the day before he's supposed to come. He's supposed to come in on Friday. This is Thursday. He's like, oh, like, I'm so excited, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, hey, just so you know, I'm in the emergency room right now. And he was like, oh, my God, like, should I cancel? And I was like, honestly, like, yeah, I think that if you can cancel, if they'll let you, then you should. If not, like, it'll be fine. I'm not going to be super fun, but, like, we can still hang out. Uh, and he was like, okay, I'm just going to tell the airline I have COVID and they'll uh, give me credit or something. And they do. And so his trip is canceled. I am unwell all weekend. I feel like shit. So it was good that he canceled. And I text him on Saturday and I'm like, hey, like, what's up? Like, let's talk. Because like, what else do you, are you fucking doing right now? You don't have any plans. Your plans were to be with me. And he's like, not super responsive. And I'm like, that's weird. Considering, again what plans could you possibly have? And also like every other day you were fucking dying to talk to me. So Sunday he like kind of talks to me, but not really. And I'm like, I'm over it. Like, I'm not gonna be putting effort into a conversation that you're not 100% in. So like in my mind, I'm like, get back to me when you're 100% in the conversation. Um, and so conversation fills, fizzles out. I'm like, whatever. And then we don't talk Monday. We don't talk Tuesday, which I'm fine with. Like, someone I'm not dating and also lives 600 miles away, I'm good not conversing 24-7. And then Wednesday- But it was an obvious change of demeanor. Yes, it was weird, but it was fine for me. And then Wednesday rolls around and I still haven't heard from him. And I'm like, now it's getting weird. But I was also like still unwell. I just really didn't have the effort to text him. I was like, I, I should text him, but I, I don't really have anything to say. I haven't been doing anything because I've just like been unwell. Uh, and then Thursday rolls around and I finally just text him like a, a kind of a what's up kind of text. More clever than that, but that was the general sentiment and he does not respond. Keep in mind, this is less than one week after he was supposed to get on an airplane to come visit me. I was providing borderline helpful commentary this entire time, uh, basically just saying, yeah, dog, I really don't, that's, I don't, that makes no sense. <laughs> 
Um, which it didn't. It did not make sense. So all of Thursday does not text me back. Friday doesn't text me back. So I text again at seven. And also at, at this point, I'm texting May being like, oh my God, he's ghosting me. Literally still believing that he's not actually ghosting me. He just will text me. But that's like something I do where I like freak out and I'm like, oh, they don't like me. I'm not interested. Oh, they're not texting me, whatever. Like I'm over it. And then the thing yeah, will yeah, happen. Yeah, like jumping to a long distance conclusion. Yes. Like a far off conclusion because of the limited information you have. Right, and so I'll do, I'll make those jumps knowing they may not be true, just to be dramatic because I'm a Leo. And uh, so I'm texting May, and at the point at which I start texting her that he's ghosting me, it's really only been maybe half an hour, an hour, like not actually that long, but really long for Noah. And so I really do genuinely believe he's going to text me back at some point. And then like we get to like 11 p.m. and he is not texting me back. And I'm like, oh my God, he's actually not going to text me back. So the next day I text him again and I said, hey, let me know if you're ghosting me. I just need the info for my records. Thanks. Pretty good. Pretty Thank good. You. Thank you. And he waits two hours to respond. This was reaching the point also where I was like, what if he got hit by a car or something? Right, like I was saying. starting to be like, what if something genuinely weird happened? Yeah. Because it made so little sense from my perspective. Obviously, I'm getting the information only from Sabra, who is a notoriously unreliable. Narrator. <laughs> <laughs> but, Rude. but I'm like, you know, I genuinely, this is a confusing thing to be happening. It is. It was super confusing. And I text my mom at this point, I think maybe before I sent the second text message or maybe in between the second text messages and when he texted me back. And I was like, oh my God, Noah's ghosting me. And my mom was like, oh, like, is he seeing someone else? And I was like, I don't fucking think so. I mean, not to air this fucking man. No, I shouldn't air that. <laughs> very kind. Not gonna air that. But I had very good reason to believe that he had was definitely not seeing anybody else. The last person that seemed to have kind of like been in his life was his ex that like was in and out of his life for many, many years. And he was very much seemingly over her, didn't want anything to do with her, so he claims. So I really had no reason. And also again, this man bought a plane ticket to come see me. What? Of Why would you be seeing someone else? How could you be seeing somebody else? Why would you buy a plane ticket if you had somebody in your city or even your state or even the next state over that you could be with instead of the yeah. girl 600 miles away why would you <laughs> want to try to do I anything mean, with me in fairness new york is a cool city it is <laughs> but still so two hours later he finally responds he says haha i'm not ghosting you i am seeing someone kind of though that's crazy for all the reasons that i just said um, I text him the gift from the office where Mindy Kaling says, number one, how dare you? Because that was how I'm feeling. <laughs> and I was like, I'm just confused because it seemed like you were trying to talk to me all the time. You bought a plane ticket to come see me. So I, like, I guess I'm confused about the timeline. He says, that was all genuine, but maybe in the past week, have started to see someone more seriously and I don't want to complicate it or send mixed signals to you. Straight up, why do you have to go and make things so complicated? Why does he have to go and make things so complicated? Literally, it just... I mean, it sounds like he's acting like he's somebody else and it's getting you frustrated. It is getting me frustrated. It's, it's, doesn't make sense. None of it makes sense. What do you mean in the past week you've started to see someone, you were seeing me, like, I don't understand when you would have met this person. <laughs> yeah, and this man has more hours in a day than, than other Apparently. people. Apparently. 
Uh, he said, still really bummed it didn't work out to actually see you and try to develop something. Who knows? And I said, I mean, there was clearly no point in developing something if you were getting serious with someone else. So I think it worked out. And he never responded. Yeah. And I honestly, I hate having the last word. I would rather have the last word by I know. being I know. the one not responding. <laughs> Although I will say this, it's very on brand based off of all of your prior interactions and then how this thing has ended up that the final thing he said to you is, who knows? <laughs> like, I think you guys are, are having just a completely different experience than one another because for your first interaction and when things broke off back in high school mm -hmm. you were like oh i'm over it this was weird moving on and he said what happened to our relationship right. so clearly it was like what like you couldn't have been on the same page about what this was yeah and now this time he's like oh i like have another thing going on even though during that i identical week i was supposed to be with you in new york but like who knows like everything is so ambiguous and that is why He's the skater boy. Like, we've proven it over and over. Yeah. This doesn't change that. It does change your sort of view on him, but it right. it strengthens the theory that he's the yeah, skater Yeah, I mean, it makes more sense. Again, like, I'm the ballerina. He's the skater boy. We can't end up together. Like, for this to have yeah. worked, I would have had to have been Avril Lavigne. And, like, as much as I wish that yeah, I was yeah, yeah, her, yeah. I'm not. So... It's true. Um, basically, my gist of it is that uh, there were lots of things I honestly didn't really like about him and like things that made me lose interest in him, but I wanted it to be my choice. And also I wanted to get laid. <laughs> uh, so. All fair. That is the end of the Noah Skater Boy saga as we know you it. You say that, <laughs> but he ended it with who knows. And I second that who knows because this whole thing has been so bad. Oh, even my therapist was like, you don't know that you're still going to be seeing that other girl come like December. And I was like, <laughs> good point. Good point, doctor. You, you know. Yeah, just like throw that out there. Text him and be like, hey, dog. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, I mean, he's also just, like, he's so blonde. Like, it's it's so Fair Aryan enough. in a way that I'm not interested in. Yeah, I mean, listen, we all have to have lines. <laughs> so, that's going to take us into the rest of the episode, where we'll be talking about Avril's relationships, not my own, because I don't have any. I'm sorry, but it's so relevant every time, and the reason that I can't get on a full, like, this can't genuinely be a, a like you know let's all dunk on noah hour uh -huh. because it works too well for the podcast i'm sorry this is good content <laughs> shout out noah thanks so much real friend of the show <laughs> if you're not thoroughly uh engrossed by this content you've picked the wrong podcast yeah the meta narrative the like <laughs> the deep lore of this show <laughs> It's also so funny because at this point, the audience has experienced me reconnecting with someone they hadn't talked to in seven years, flirting with them, like, airplane to getting full-on, like, ghosted, not dumped or broken <laughs> up with, but, like, the person ended it on me. The audience has experienced the entire, like, length of the relationship. Yeah. And the audience still knows nothing about you. No, I was about to say this. This is the thing that's insane, is that my life has been exactly the same. And it's funny because my relationship status has changed in a major way since we started this podcast because I got married. Yeah. But my life has basically not changed at all. And you have lived an Avril Lavigne album. <laughs> like, what is that? Um, yeah, I am Avril Lavigne. 
Avril Lavigne yeah. is in me. And that's why we're doing yeah. this podcast. I'm actually the Avril Lavigne that died in the conspiracy theory. Yeah, 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 yeah. Be the Avril Lavigne you wish to see in the world, I always say. <laughs> um, but now, to talk about Avril's relationships, she's currently dating Mod's son, who is honestly not someone I really knew anything about or cared about whatsoever until I found out that they were dating. And now, obviously, I care about his existence. Not that I care about him, just his <laughs> existence, because it makes Avril yeah. happy. Well, I, I follow uh, someone who I follow on Twitter, mm-hmm. who I think is an extremely entertaining follow, is a real Miley Cyrus stan. Sure. And apparently Miley Cyrus has had a boyfriend for like a pretty sizable chunk of okay. time. But her stands are just completely ignoring him because they think he's a <laughs> And I think that's a little bit what happens sometimes. Like you're interested because you're interested in the yeah. artist, but you're like, wow, he's not bringing anything to the brand. And she actually said recently, this new guy's not bringing anything to Miley's brand, so I don't care. That's <laughs> so funny. Um, good for Miley, though. Um, yeah. For Avril... I don't love this man for her. He looks like he looks like a teenager trapped in the body of a 40-year-old. Yeah, that's a really accurate description. Awful stuff. And it's like this is this is who you're having sex with, really? Well, I also understand that we're sort of putting the nail in the coffin of her wanting to come on our podcast, unless they have a terrible breakup, in which case she might be entertained by us dunking on him. Yes. But it's like important enough to me that we dunk on him that I don't care. Yeah, I'm also I I would just hope. Perhaps maybe she wouldn't listen to this episode. You know, I mean, really, <laughs> she's not going to do any due no, diligence at all. Not. She's busy. <laughs> she has a tour coming up, a world tour. So what you're saying is she's not too busy to be on the podcast, no. but she is too busy to listen to the podcast. And apparently, she's not going to ask any of her people to do that. Well, either. Of course, I mean. Being on the podcast is 45 minutes of your life. Listening to every episode of the podcast is like six hours of your life. It's true. And I think this is how we should pitch it to Uh her. And it'll be obvious that we're protesting way too much, but I still (laughs) think we should do it this way. Like, hey, we have this great podcast. Don't ask about our listenership and don't listen to it. But do you want to be on it? I can't imagine that not working. We are fun and cool. Yeah, I don't see any problems. So here's the thing with Matsad. Besides that he looks insane, actually his music is like not <laughs> that bad. I dare I say it's good. And I really would like him for her because like he likes her so much. He got her name tattooed in giant letters on his like neck, like upper back area, like fucking huge. And there was just some interview where he was talking about how he like had a huge crush on her forever. Like she was his celebrity crush. And he just like, he seems like a golden retriever. Like it's like, Mm -hmm. I mean, I hate golden retrievers. They smell weird. But like he gives off those vibes. (laughs) I was going to say, that's not necessarily a compliment coming from you, but I understand that like to the general population, that's probably a good thing. (laughs) Um, And so I would like him if he didn't have the world's worst dating history. Yeah, it's concerning. So bad. And it puts all that other stuff in a light that I'd find creepy. Mm-hmm. But, you know, we'll talk about the dating history and then I'll elaborate on that. So, Monson famously dated in a throuple Tana Monjo and Bella Thorne. Bella Thorne is known for Disney fame and also for kind of ruining OnlyFans for the sex workers on the platform. And Tana Mondro is one of the most successful YouTubers of all time. And she's known for the disastrous TanaCon. Yes, she is known for the disastrous TanaCon. And she's also known for fake marrying Jake Paul. 
I think it was Jake Paul. I get the Paul brothers confused. Yes, it was okay. Jake. I think it was Jake Paul, and, and also a lot of like extremely overwrought and often dishonest story times. Mm-hmm. And also at one point, you know, there was the big thing where Logan Paul filled, filmed a dead body, yes. and it was horrible. And of course, he got you know an appropriate level of backlash. Yeah. Um, she also filmed a dead body, and nobody it talks about video. that for some reason. She like was doing a vlog, and she found, I believe, it was a homeless person <gasps> who had died like on a beach. Yeah, she filmed it and put it in the vlog. Did she like call the police or something? Like an ambulance? I don't well if she does, I it's not in that clip if she does. I don't know. That's crazy. So the issue with dating Bella Thorne and Tanda Manjo is that Monson was approximately 31 at the time of the relationship. Tana was approximately 19. And Bella was approximately 20, I think. 20 or 21. So that's disgusting. We've talked about like the age difference thing. I think we talked about it last week with like All Too Well and and my dating history of of dating older people. But like 19 and 31 is not okay in any way, shape or form. 19 is basically a child. I know we were saying 18 is a child. 19 is like also still a child. Yes, absolutely. Um, The other issue besides that, that's just an insane age difference and 19 is a child and you're 31 years old. Like that's not good. Besides that, Tana said in a podcast that she and Maude started dating. So it was that, I think it was that Tana and Bella were dating and then Maude and Bella were also dating and Tana and Maude didn't like each other. But then they quote, trauma bonded. And that's why they started dating. Uh, Which like already deeply questionable, but particularly that combined with the age difference, combined with why they knew each other and all, like everything about it is like alarm bells are going off. And and then she like still, like she'll still say she loves him, like they're so close. Uh, he wrote a bunch of songs about her, which is also gross. Like you're a grown adult man <laughs> and this is a child. Yeah. yeah, I'm not even close to 31 mm-hmm. and I think of 19-year-olds as children, of course. If a (laughs) 19-year-old spoke to me, I would be like, go back to daycare. Like, I don't... What? (laughs) It's true. And then also, like, just another weird thing that happened in their relationship, apparently, according to Tana on this podcast, is that she wanted to start an OnlyFans and Matson didn't want her to because he said that she was just going to become a porn star. And she was like, you've dated actual porn stars. So, like, what's the issue? And, like... It's fine to not want to date a sex worker. It's fine to not want your partner to do OnlyFans. But that, like, disconnect feels so icky to me. Yeah. Well, especially because it seems like perhaps tied to her age, which is weird. Right, yes. Because if you care about that, then, then why are you, you shouldn't with her? think of her as a potential partner. If you would not pay to watch her do porn, why would you date her? And make free yeah, porn in your apartment. Um, so... <laughs> you really underline everything in quite an intense way. Yeah, that's what the podcast is. <laughs> that's what your half of the podcast <laughs> is. I'm over here being coy. Um, yeah, if I don't spell everything out, I'm worried people won't understand me. Fair enough. Uh, so that's Maud's son. And that's why I'm confused as to why Avril would date him. Yeah. She just maybe has never Googled the man. <laughs> You know, maybe they met and really hit it off. I mean, that probably is what happened. (laughs) Yeah, probably. You know, it might be like, genuinely, it must be weird to reconcile that type of thing with a person you already know well. Yeah. Yeah. And also, she, and she's older than him. 
I think so. I think she's, he's 34 and she's 37. But I feel like that must sort of, I, I mean, I, I, their relationship is clearly very different just based off of that. Right. So who knows? But also the thing that is weird to me is that given that stuff that we know about him, it puts things like him saying, oh, she was my celebrity crush mm-hmm. in, a, in sort of a weird light to me because then I feel like, well, were you interested in getting to know her as a person or did you see this yes. like, I don't know. That's like a little odd to me, especially because she's obviously a lot more famous than he is. So then yeah. there's always a concern when you're more famous than your partner of them using you. Are you not going to support my future relationship with Zac Efron? No, I obviously am. <laughs> but that's because I know you're sincere and you're doing it for the right reasons and for the perks. <laughs> I was going to say, don't don't think I'm not going to get the perks. I love doing it for the right reasons. That's such a bachelorette thing. I'm here for the right reasons. What are the right reasons? <laughs> because if you mean fame that's totally the right reason in that context and if you're not talking about fame then i i I can't understand or relate to you yeah (laughs) um i want to date zach efron because i want to see him naked in a consensual manner in which he also sees me naked because i'm really hot and it is hot to me when people think i'm hot (laughs) which is everybody so i'm pretty much just turned on all the time i'm sending this to his manager (laughs) for it to be passed along I think that's fair and reasonable. I will say, in Avril's defense, I understand, again, like, yeah, if she didn't really know much about him prior to them meeting, and then, like, they met, and she started to fall for him, and then maybe learned everything else, I totally understand, like, desperately wanting to reconcile that, because, like, I would date a fucking serial killer if I liked him right now. I'm, like, that desperate. fair enough. <laughs> I really say fair enough too much. It's not good. <laughs> it's like that TikTok sound that's like fair enough. Uh, yeah. I don't really get it, but fair enough. Uh, that's what she's Completely like. what I'm doing. <laughs> and in Monson's defense, I want to date Zach Efron, so of course he would want to date Avril Lavigne. Right. I don't have a Monson defense to the other things. To the Tana and Bella things? No, there's no defense to that. shouldn't have done it. Nope, that was just bad. Now if we go to Avril's past relationships, actually because, like, everything feels very related in this. Um, Mm. Avril previously dated Brody Jenner, uh, son of Caitlyn Jenner, half-sibling to... uh, What are their names? Kendall and Kylie Jenner. (laughs) Step-sibling to Courtney, Chloe, and Kim Kardashian. I almost forgot them, but we got there. Yeah. Um, and Avril and Brody dated for about two years. Just a really significant relationship. Mm-hmm. And now Avril is signed to Travis Barker's record label. And guess who Travis Barker's fucking dating? Courtney Kardashian. Is that the right Kardashian? Yes, it is. It is. I, think, I think that is the right Kardashian. But the thing, so we talked about this before we recorded. And I guess I would see more of a coincidence there, except that when you reach a certain level of fame, I feel like dating a Kardashian or a Jenner starts to become an inevitability because your dating <laughs> pool of people as famous as you gets a lot smaller. And there's a lot of them. Well, also, I just looked it up. Caitlyn Jenner has six children. Yeah. Plus the three Kardashian daughters. Like, of the Kardashian-Jenner family, it's a big family, there's like nine people. Yeah, you're gonna date one eventually. Yeah, they're often, like, you know, in and out of the market. Yeah. So, shout out Pete Davidson. <laughs> but my thing, especially with Pete Davidson, 
I get this maybe slightly less with Travis Barker, but I, I really feel like Pete Davidson brings so much to the table that I'm like, <laughs> I agree. Why, why would you date Kim Kardashian? What is Kim bringing to the table? And I'm not saying that she's not bringing anything to the table, but I don't see it. And so I'm confused. Like, does she have interesting thoughts? Does she say interesting things? Do you have deep emotional conversations? Does she- No, there's, there's a small dating pool at the top. This is what I'm saying. But he dated Ariana Grande, who I know is an interesting person and has interesting thoughts and like and cares about And are they still things. dating? No. So you gotta move on to somebody. <laughs> yeah, but st- I, I don't understand. Also, like, I have podcast fame, kind of. We have some listeners and I could date Pete Davidson. Yeah, I think you will. <laughs> After or before Zach Efron? Gotta be before. Okay, makes sense. Yeah. Can only go up onwards and upwards. That's, yeah, so. gut check. Yeah. <laughs> so I mean, one potential reason I saw on Twitter mm-hmm. is that um, ever since I like the Kim and Pete uh, news came mm-hmm. to the surface, I have not heard a single thing about Kylie in relation to the Astro World tragedy, oh. and especially as like a lawsuit has been filed and everything like that. Yeah, uh, the Kardashian Jenner publicity machine is doing what it does best, which is you know <laughs> distancing the Kardashians from any actual scandals and putting them right in the middle of any fun ones. <laughs> That's honestly probably super true because again what does pete see in her besides that she's attractive like that's not attractiveness does not a relationship make yeah i mean i don't know her so i couldn't possibly pause it but she has to be interesting at least a little bit at this point because she's been to so many places and done so much i mean you could just talk to her about like traveling the world and whatnot but like, she would have to be a good storyteller about it. Like, here's the thing is like, I can talk about anything and make it sound mildly interesting. But like, I know lots of people that will be like, oh yeah, I had the greatest vacation of all time. And the way they tell it, you're like, you've made this sound like the most boring thing you could possibly do. Right, but when you're having those interactions, are you on like a luxury private island? You're probably not. So she's bringing like, some experiences and also so much luxury to the table that I just don't think you would notice the story being boring over the sounds of you getting like a sweet massage or whatever. <laughs> I thought you were just going to say that the luxury would make the stories better. And I was going to be no. like, I don't think Pete came from money. I don't think he would I just like... don't think you would care. <laughs> That's accurate. But I still, I mean, I, I want to believe in love. I've never experienced it, but I want it to be real. <laughs> <laughs> Pete. You know where to contact us. <laughs> yeah. It's at our Twitter, which is at SkaterFanCast. Uh, that would be also... actually a weird way of doing it, considering that you've announced your own social media handles. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I would be flattered, though, because I would feel like it was involving me, and I love to be involved. Do you look at our Twitter at all? Enough. Okay. You never like a single thing I post on it, so. That's <laughs> yeah. Especially when my, some uh, of the jokes are really funny, so. No, I retweeted. I retweeted something recently. No, you didn't. You'll find that you're wrong. I won't. Also, I was in finals, in fairness. But, I mean, the whole fucking time. Anyway, uh, Avril, as we've talked about, has also released a new song. It's called Bite Me. Um, I listened to her interview on The Ellen Show, where, one, she said that she would totally get Modson's name tattooed on her. But she hasn't. I just think that's interesting. <laughs> you know, in a hypothetical world, well, that was I, like, you could, anyone could get any tattoo. You know how, like, Ellen the joke about the Ellen show is 
that like she'll be like oh I heard you like cookies and you're like oh yeah and then she's like here's like this giant cookie that we've mm-hmm. made come to life or whatever yep. that's <laughs> literally what she did with Avril she was like so uh would you like get your boyfriend's name tattooed on you because he has your name on him and she was like yeah totally and Ellen was like okay bring out the tattoo artist but there wasn't a tattoo artist she was just joking but Avril was like yeah okay let's fucking go I'll do it um yeah. and I was like no Avril don't don't do it she is bold. so on the Ellen show she talks about the song and she talks about how it's just about uh how she's had terrible luck in relationships and it's just kind of like a fuck you song as we've kind of said but she said that she struggled in relationships and here's why I'm angry at her (laughs) (laughs) I struggle in relationships mostly in that I don't have any and shout out Noah (laughs) yeah shout out Noah Um, (laughs) that was just bullying There that's is no reason. Our Twitter is. It's just me bullying myself. Yeah, that's fair. But, like, it just pissed me off because let's look at Avril's relationship history. From 2002 to 2003, she dated Jesse Colburn, the man that we thought may be the skater boy, except she didn't meet him until after the song had already come out. 2003, she dated Mitch Allen. After that, she dated Derek Wibley. They were engaged by 2005, so there's no gap in any of these relationships so far. Uh, in 2009, after her divorce, she dated Wilmer Valderrama. Uh, that's kind of a speculation thing. They were just kind of seen a lot together. Um, I don't think that was ever quite confirmed. And then later in 2009, she dated Justin Murdoch, uh, who was the Dole Foods heir. Yep. Uh, (laughs) Yeah, the article about it is like, this was a departure from her normal, interesting man. He's actually the heir to the Dole fortune. It's very weirdly... I mean, you do you, girl. Um, That ended in 2010. 2010, she dated Brody Jenner for two years. uh, So that ended in 2012, at which point she married Chad Kroger, and then that ended. And eventually she dated Modson. So in her defense, I will say, between Chad and Modson, like, there wasn't much activity as far as I could see. But from 2003 until her divorce, or 2002, 2002 till her divorce, she was not single. She was in relationship after relationship after relationship after relationship. So how can you possibly say you haven't had, like, like, I understand people being like, well, those didn't work out. Like, those, that is bad in relationships or bad with love if, like, it didn't end in marriage or whatever, or if it did end in marriage, but the marriage ended in divorce. But as someone who is perpetually single, it pisses me off because there's a huge difference between always having someone and then those not working out and never having anybody in the first place. Right, but if you have a string of relationships that are all very tumultuous, for example, it's not like you're getting anything good out of that. You know what I mean? You're getting sex. When was the last time I was touched? (laughs) I'm just saying, like, uh, I'm not saying it's necessarily, like, it's very hard to compare the two. You know what I mean? I think that mine is worse. (laughs) Notch. So that just, I was like, Avril, really? I get if maybe she means, like, between Chad and Maud's son was the feelings of bite me where where things weren't working out for her because again i couldn't really find anything i don't know if you could find any relationships that she had during that time no i didn't see anything right so i get that but like i'm kind of like bitch you had a good run save some for the rest of us i'll date a fucking kardashian (laughs) although i guess like perhaps if you have a string of relationships that all end in the same 
bad way, then you could start to be like, is this just a problem I have in relationships? Or like, you know, that seems also quite negative. Well, then you should go to therapy. That's true. So that's That's my... a good blanket note. <laughs> yeah, that, that goes for anybody, anything, anytime. Um, I mean, honestly, I don't really love therapy as much as everyone else fucking does, but... Don't tell my mom. Yeah. No, I just mean if you're, like, struggling with a repeated thing. Yeah. Or if you're just struggling in general. Yeah. Because the world is hard. That's true. I'm super single. I don't know if we've made that clear. I think that phrase might have been said on every episode. (laughs) Can we get get a listener to go back and count every time I mention being single? If you want to binge our podcast, do a shot every time Sabra says I'm super single. (laughs) Don't do that. You'll get alcohol poisoning. <laughs> it's a long podcast. I don't know. I feel like there's enough breaks that you'd be fine. I mean, yeah, I guess, I guess how are you binging this? Are you like, is it one sitting like you're yes. taking like your work day and instead of working, you're listening to the podcast <laughs> and getting drunk? Yeah. Yeah. yeah this you is could probably not going to happen it. on a weekend. It's going to happen on a Tuesday. Also, if you're like a, a heftier person, you can metabolize the alcohol. Yeah. Ha- have a meal. Yeah. Snack throughout. Drink water. Keep it hydrated. Definitely drink water. Pop an Advil before you go to sleep, just in case. Yeah. <laughs> Keep an Advil by your bed and a full glass of water for when you wake up. Maybe a maybe a bowl next to you. No one is kinder or takes better care of me than drunk me when I'm afraid of having a hangover. <laughs> and you know what? I have never had a hangover. Really? Well, is that just because you never get drunk enough to have one? Yeah, I mean, I don't get drunk enough to have a hangover frequently, but when I do, I go into like a state of frenzy where I'm like, I cannot, I cannot get a hangover. I must drink a lot of water and have an Advil before I go to sleep. I don't even know if it works, but I mean, I mean it must. the water, the thing about the water, I think, whose joke was this? Maybe Eliza Schlesinger talks about how, like, oh, you think when you're doing like, shot and then water and then shot and then water that you're being really healthy and you're not gonna like get super drunk or have a hangover because you're drinking water after every shot but she's like six shots in an hour is still six fucking shots in an hour yeah (laughs) um so drink water but it's not going to cure you yeah i mean i think also i don't really have i'm not into sugary drinks Mm, which is helpful yeah because they really dehydrate you i mean i say that as i drink a heart seltzer but you know what (laughs) i'm only having the one on halloween my sister got so drunk that she violently threw up and popped so many blood vessels in her face that she looked like a fucking raccoon but like red whoa that's unbelievable yeah i've never thrown up from alcohol either what that's like how i cure hangovers i throw up and then like now i'm good to go so i think that is how i would feel if i had ever had a hangover (laughs) (laughs) i've like woken up not feeling amazing mm-hmm. and i have one time been like a little bit nauseous when i first woke up yeah well i'm but nauseous I, all the time. I tend to just be quite tired you yeah know? i've never had a headache from alcohol that's crazy i used to get two day long hangovers like when i first started drinking in college wow. each hangover two full days and then eventually i hit the point where it was only half a day and it would really just last until i threw up and then i was like okay mm-hmm. and now i don't really get hangovers because i don't drink enough to get them uh, but I will yeah. still, even if I only have like two drinks, I will still wake up the next morning and be like, I don't feel great. Yeah. <laughs> this is not great. I don't like this. Yeah, so I don't really drink now. Yeah. I don't like drinking that I much. Maybe even... that's part of this. Yeah. It's not great. I don't know why people like it. Yeah. I agree with you. Except that you're drinking right now. <laughs> I am. But you know, I'm not like, I'm not going to even get buzzed. Yeah. I'm having a nice But seltzer. then I'm also like, then what's the point? You could just drink a normal seltzer and it'd be a hell of a lot cheaper. 
I specifically really like the taste of the black cherry one. That's disgusting. That's the worst hard seltzer. No, I thought I was going to hate this mm. flavor, and then I it was like a sleeper hit. Mm. I tried it, and I was like, mm, not so bad. Gross. And I said it in that old man voice. <laughs> <laughs> Alrighty, well, how do we feel about Avril's relationships? Um, I think what's more important is how does Avril feel about her relationships. I hope good. I hope she's I hope happy. good. I hope that... You know, I think everyone is capable of change and our mistakes shouldn't define us. And hopefully yes. Modson made a transgression and yeah. now has become a better person. That that's I will say, I that's hope. an actual like serious thing that I do wonder about yeah. is like, when do we forgive people? How do we forgive people? Do we forgive people that do bad things? Yeah, I think about that all the time. Um, I mean, there's a difference between like Louis C.K., I'm totally good not forgiving versus like, Modson, but like, especially because nobody in the Modson relationship will say anything bad about him at this point. Like, right. no one is saying that he was grooming them or whatever. But I do wonder about that as a serious yeah. thing that doesn't have an answer because it's super fucking complicated. Yeah, especially because I mean, it's possible that he was just an extremely immature guy, which doesn't make what he did good. But it also is like, aren't all I don't men know, extremely immature? Well, the avocado slash banana right. berries returned. It, it always comes back. Yeah. Maybe maybe he's currently a ripe banana. That, that's where I'm always like, I mean, Zac Efron's 34 right now. So same age as Modson. If that's the age that men mature at, perfect. I'm ready. Yeah. But then it's also like, well, yeah, of course me and Noah were never going to fucking date. He's 25. Like that's oh, compared to me, that's a child. I know I'm 25, but that's a child. <laughs> it's true. I'm 26. And a 25-year-old man seems very young to me, but also George is 27, so. 27? For some reason, 27? That sounds old, right? No, 27 sounds younger to me than 25. <laughs> what? I don't know. 25 is an age that I have fully been and have, and I am not anymore, and 27 is not an age I've been at. Well, yeah. So Maybe not old. 25, but definitely, like, 26. Like, 20, if I met a man right now that was 26, that feels older to me than if I met a man right now who said he was 27. Fascinating. See, 26 is interesting because you can still confidently say you're in your mid-20s. Because right. 24, 25, 26 is mid-20s. Yeah. But 27 is decidedly late 20s. It is, but I also feel like late 20s or 28. But that's actually, I was saying this to my roommate. My roommate just turned 23. And I was like, honestly, I used to think 23 was like the ideal age. Because like, you're finally old enough where people kind of take you seriously. You're not like that young anymore where everyone's just like, you're a child. But you're also still young enough that people allow you to make all the bad decisions. Like when I was 23, I would make terrible decisions drunk, sober, whatever, and people would be like, man, you're young, it's fine. And I was like, yes. Yeah. Um, and you don't it's get- It's the Blink-182 age. Nobody likes you when you're 23. It is the Blink-182 age, right. So I was like, that was the perfect age. But now that I'm 25, I'm like, you know what? I think 28 is the perfect age because you gotta have something to look forward to. Yeah. I actually, I'm a big fan of 32. I'm looking forward to being 32. Why 32? 32 is a younger 30. So you're like- Mm -hmm. You've passed the point of being upset about being in your 30s. Yeah. But you're like the youngest 30-year-old. You know what I mean? Yeah. I feel Like there's 38-year-olds. I'm very terrified of. of being 30 in my 30s, though, because I feel so far from the life that I want right now that... And it feels like time's moving too fast. So. Yeah. I mean, these things happen very quickly, though. I, I think if you had asked Avril, 
that's true. That's true. She said she didn't want to fall in love, but she couldn't stop it. And that's why yep. she's with Maud's son. Yeah, Beautiful. look at that. And that's not where we saw. Let's be honest. That's not where we saw the Noah thing going. <laughs> but once he's uh, 32 and he comes back into your life. Then yeah, it's going to be an every seven years thing, in which case 32 will literally be the time that he comes back. <laughs> oh my God, it's every seven years. It's like a curse. Yeah. <laughs> it's the seven year itch. Did um, you break a mirror? <laughs> Um, in Noah's defense, I was the one who reached out to him, but in my defense, he's the one- He was supposed to come to New York, so, like, there's faults on both sides. Exactly! (laughs) Anyway, this has been another episode of What More Can I Say, a Skater Boy fan cast. Can I make it any more obvious? And you know what? I'm gonna say, uh, calling a shot? Mm Mm-hmm. Pretty good episode. (laughs) (laughs) That's my review of our podcast. <laughs> I'm going to put that in the episode description so everybody yes. knows yeah, yeah, yeah. from the beginning. <laughs> this is a pretty good episode, gang. All right. 